You are now listening to the Skin Talk Podcast with Lo and Faith. Two solo estheticians come together for a fun and knowledgeable sit down about skincare and business, all while juggling the life of motherhood and entrepreneurship. Join us every Monday and get ready to learn a little and laugh a lot. It's another Monday, so it's another great start to your week with some fun information with me and my girl, Faith, because we're back with Skin Talk with Low and Faith. So we're excited to be wrapping up our four-part series about aesthetic school and talk to you all about what now, now that you've graduated, now that you've finished state board and all of your hours, what do, what do you do now? Yeah. What's next? Yeah. If do you go back to your nine to five or you jump right. in? Right. Yeah, like some people feel confused or they feel stuck or maybe you're feeling like you need a little guidance or maybe you feel like, I don't know, you're just like, what now in general? So that's why we're here today because there's really no right or wrong answer, at least I feel like, to what now after school. I don't know. What about you, Faith? Yeah, especially depending on what you even went into aesthetics for, like the mindset that you had going into getting your license kind of determines what you do once you graduate as well like what did you even get this license for was this for something specific is this just something you wanted to dive into and that you discover um so all that kind of factors into what you do once you graduate right um now that you've gone you know literally through all those things and you've kind of decided to um do it it can kind of feel overwhelming. So we're here to kind of take that pressure off of you. And hopefully while you've been in school, you've been considering those things. So I know um, from personal experience, before I went to school, I had already worked at a wax, worked at a wax studio. And um, I honestly didn't know exactly what I wanted to do when I was leaving school. So if you're in that position, you know, you're not alone. I knew that I actually wanted to work in a barbershop setting maybe with men because I knew that I brought a lot of men in and I like servicing men. But like as a whole, I wasn't really sure how to start that process. So maybe um, you're in a similar position where, you know, I want to wax or I want to do facials or I want to be an eyebrow specialist or do lashes you know, and you'll kind of be able to lock in on your niche and kind of that'll be a good starting point for you. Yeah, sometimes you kind of like go into a set of school not knowing what to expect or what you're going to learn and you kind of learn something in aesthetic school that kind of draws your attention to that specifically. I know a lot of people um, that we went to school with kind of I don't know, some people get really into like brows and stuff like that you're talking about waxing. So sometimes you find Maybe that's my passion while you're in school and discovering what all you can do. Right. And I think a good start too is while you're in school and you're thinking about these things towards the end, like you can start putting together um, like the fact that you're a student in school and start talking to certain places. So if you are somebody who loves to wax and that seems like a passion to you, um, no matter what the area it is, you can decide, okay, let me go around to some different wax studios and we find out who's hiring. And that really goes for every single service. Like, I kind of feel like it's less likely you're going to get hired at like the top med spa, like in your area, but there's definitely other places to start off doing facials um, right out of school that you can go to. I know that um, Massage Envy is another place that really like hires often and a lot of people, um, and it's kind of the same thought of 
waxing at like a waxing studio where, you know, they're getting you your books and you're, they're booking your books for you and you're working for an hourly pay. So those are always options is like leaving school and finding something in your niche where you can grow through another business. Yeah. Um, some other things to, I think it's really important and I don't think they stress this enough when you graduate to do continuing education and not just, oh, I have to do continuing education to renew my license. That's eight hours that you have to do a year. Eight hours is nothing. Nothing. So like, nothing. <laughs> so like, I think it's really important and uh, I don't know about other schools, but I don't feel like they stressed it enough or gave us enough resources of where to find continuing education at. And my biggest probably tip is to just like get in with brands because it was hard. It's still hard for me to like just go on Google and like try to find online classes. But it tends to be a lot easier if I'm like really into this brand or that brand. I go on their site and find what education they're offering. Right. I definitely agree. Like, like you said, it's almost nearly impossible even now for you to just like Google and find something other than like a sanitation class that you're paying xyz for for your hours and it's like boring and maybe you don't really like care about it so the best bet for sure like you just said was just like really diving in joining getting into different forums joining in groups like facebook or finding um other memberships um that you can become a, or clubs that you can become a member of um an association so that you can continue to further your knowledge because honestly like four years in and I'm still learning like I don't think there's ever going to be a time where we stop learning no and I think at this point I mean I wish I was this passionate about a continuing education in the beginning as I am now because now I'm even more like what can I do next what's next because honestly the more you have behind you not just schooling schooling doesn't mean anything at the end of the day you graduated that's for your license you're legit but what knowledge do you have what knowledge are you bringing what knowledge are you still continuing to gain and the more you do the more that you have behind you the more you're gonna be looked at um higher up as like oh she really doesn't know what she's doing she's putting the time in she's investing because they do cost money and um it takes a lot of time and effort to really continue learning and always want to continue learning because there's so much out there. Literally, like to, for you to even be looked at as your best, you like you just said, it's something that's always that you're consistently doing. I mean, between listening to even outside of like actual like continued hour education, like qualified stuff, because you also have to be sure that you're not just like like, you can't go watch a YouTube video and say, oh, I'm continuing my education. So yeah. you have to make sure that they are able to say, like, these are certified continuing education hours. But, like, outside of those continuing education hours, just staying on top of listening to those podcasts, reading those um, ebooks. Glymed has a tremendous amount of ebooks available that you can read for so many different things. And a lot of the time, sometimes they're barely even talking about the products like you know Glymed will feature some products but it's really talking about the um breakdown of your skin and the histology so really just diving in with those other lines and just continuing to go is super super important yeah and even like within the same niche that you might be into like like let's say I'm really into chemical peels I don't just go and find one course and take it and be like oh I know everything I kind of like to find as many as I can and even if it's some of the same 
um, education within it, sometimes you'll just find something new that you didn't know that you took in the last course that you found in this course or something different. So there's always different educations on the same topic that may benefit you. And they don't have to be crazy amounts. You don't have to pay thousands of dollars for a course. Sometimes some brands are more expensive than others, especially if you're bringing on their products. But there are classes that are $100, $150, maybe even less that you can take. And you know, they never expire. You get a certificate. It looks good on you. It's more education. Um, yeah. But just investing every couple months or once a month into something um, is really going to look good for you. And it's just going to give you that more knowledge. And re- the more repetitive that you are diving into things, the more you're going to retain it as well. Exactly. It's literally just like continuing to study <laughs> so that you yeah. can know more. And it makes your clients feel more comfortable. It feels good to be able to stand over your clients while you analyze their skin or while you're talking to them about one of their issues or um, looking at their lashes and putting them on to just be completely knowledgeable. Like this is the type of glue that you need because of this. And this is what you use for this because of that. And clients really like that. They like to feel like they can trust you. Um, and that in itself is going to help build your books. They're going to tell other people to come to you because they're trusting what you say, because you do value, um, your business and, you take it seriously. So that's really some of the top reasons why continuing education is so important. Yeah, I'm still like, even if I learn something new today, I'm excited to bring it to my clients when I get in the studio. No, seriously. Like, like, let me find somebody I can tell this to. No, seriously, all the time. I'm like, oh, I just learned this. Let me tell you about that. It's so great. And it really builds your confidence and you'll just continue to grow because out of school, I don't know about you, Faith, but I definitely had to grow my confidence to be able to tell someone, this is what I see with your skin. This is why I'm doing this. Even if I knew why, like it took, it takes a lot to explain to someone with confidence. So doing those things um, and getting all that knowledge, it just helps you be able to speak more confidently with your clients. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, go to the doctor and be having a procedure and you go and ask them, well, why does this help? And they're like, I don't know. Cause it does. Right. Like, you I mean, it does. like, never mind. <laughs> right. That doesn't sound too convincing. So yeah. even further than that, just like being knowledgeable for your clients, it definitely helps with retailing too, which is something that you'll need to be good at, whether you're working solo or you're working for a company. Retailing is such a huge part in this industry. Um, yeah, and really I wish all beauty, beauty industries. I wish they would have um, helped us more with product knowledge outside of branding product knowledge as an ingredient knowledge like simple basic I don't care what this brand has and what this product does specifically but I want to know what the ingredients are in it and why that specifically works the way it works and why it works the way they work so I'm not just looking at product and saying um, I know this works this way and why it works but like I don't know the breakdown of why it works and that's right I don't know the important basic yeah yeah no it's so important I even myself want to be a little bit more knowledgeable knowledgeable product knowledge. I have, speaking of CE hours, I have a product knowledge course coming up with Gaiman where, you know, just to get touched up and I'm already taking a product knowledge course, but this is like a new one that they're doing or something. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not doing anything on that Monday. Let me take it. (laughs) And there are some free continuing educations and like classes with like even Glymed or SkinScript or um, I'm not sure other ones that have free seminars, but a lot of brands have free seminars as well. 
Yeah, 100%. I think actually cosmetics, when we did that class, that was super cheap. Was it $50, girl? Oh, yeah, it was only 50 bucks. 50, yeah. Yeah, And it came with Mm -hmm. lunch. Like, it was so great. It was informative. We got to do a live demo. We got to demo on each other. And it was super awesome. So being an esthetician can um, be fun for all those reasons. And like speaking of like going to classes and stuff, they also have classes at conferences and trade shows, um, which I know that I... Am I think no matter what I'm going to the Vegas um show. I definitely still want to. Yeah, but it's just about the logistics. So many, um, yeah, from branding to chemical peels to lashes to waxing, everything you could really imagine that goes into running a business and being in the beauty industry. So even going to classes outside of just online or going to um in-person conferences and stuff like that it's really um it's really fun to be honest just to get to meet with other SBs, to get to talk to them and compare notes or experiences I love the class we took yeah I still like yeah you definitely network as well and I can't tell you how and nice very important it is to have like fellow estheticians and not just like yeah we have a lot of people that we went to school with and we follow up with but meeting new estheticians and like talking whether that's at a class that you met them or social media like it's so nice to have like other estheticians to talk to and connect with and like ask questions or just vent to it's really nice to connect with other people in your profession Yes, 100%. Just as a a drop of um, where someone can go, because I didn't know about this, but I loved being and am still a member of the Associated Skin Care Professionals, ASCP. And Mm -hmm. um, I love being a member there. You get random discounts like from different places. But honestly, my favorite part is just having the um, webinar, like an extreme amount of webinars, whether it's getting you familiar with the line, whether it's talking to you about the histology of skin, just so many different things that you can watch um, from marketing, et cetera. They have so many different, um, even client intake forms and um, liability forms and all these different things. I really love being a member and I definitely suggest anyone um, who is an esthetician to become one, especially if you're a new esthetician, because there's a lot of value in the knowledge that they provide on that website. So write that down for whoever's listening and doesn't know about them. They have, um, they offer insurance, right? They do. So literally for, I think it's $250, I think. Um, you can do it through SkinScript and you get like a discount. So it's a, more than that, but I think it's two fifty if you go through SkinScript, which is a for free account. So it's yeah for the year, and you get access to unlimited webinars. You get liability insurance. You get everything. You know, uh, I think they send you a magazine every month. I get Dermascope or Skin Deep, not Skin Deep. What's it called? Is it called Skin Deep? I've, I get two magazines. One is through them. Um, that sounds familiar. I, yeah, I love um, being a member. It's really nice. They say, um, maybe maybe they say it like in other schools, but how you just said like you wish that they taught us more about ingredients. I wish at the end of school, like I was told more about professional lines to use because I didn't know anything except for like Aveda, and PCA because Holly had mentioned it 
like you know randomly yeah, that, comes, last... that sadly comes with a like territorial thing sadly within aesthetic school of we kind of only want you to stay within our company even when you leave so we're just gonna have you only know about our stuff and right. our stuff and kind of be culted into uh sticking with them but right. you quickly find out that that's not necessary not you know 100 percent 100 percent I definitely just wish that I <laughs> yeah I wish that I had like a list after school like look into these lines you know like instead of having to maybe discover but at the same time like you discover and it's discovering new product lines is honestly really fun um and just being able to learn more about them and stuff like that but I definitely wish I just like had more guidance like after school instead of just knowing about Aveda and let me only do facials with Aveda products because I didn't really know my other options that were out there and if you're doing so, yeah. facials with just Aveda products, then I kind of classify you as a fluff facial. No, 100%. Like, no, no shade, but um, it's definitely, it's not a medical grade skincare line. It is what it is. It's not bad. Um, I right. I honestly haven't gone back and looked at too many products, but I wouldn't say that they're bad products or that you should stop using them if you're using them. But like in a professional treatment setting, it's not something that like home care sure I if you're on it like it, it might be great but like professional treatment wise it's not something that I would ever see it, crazy results with exactly I try to explain that and I don't think people it's hard for me to explain to clients this this skincare isn't bad for you but it's not going to transform your skin it's just keeping your skin yeah. functioning and healthy and then this line is going to transform your skin and mm-hmm. change your skin and revert like the hyperpigmentation in your acne and it's you know it's gonna heal that up and yeah it's and you hard see to that the more you that. work people with be brands. like so this sucks you're like no it doesn't suck it's still good it's just not transformative <laughs> yeah your CeraVe cleanser is not bad don't throw it away but there are better out there right exactly I think that sticking to one brand and one brand only kind of just like cuts you off from so many possibilities with other brands like I just don't think it's necessary to work with one brand and one brand only in the treatment room it's I don't think that one brand fits everything that everybody needs so I love working with as many as I can get my hands on like it's not you don't look bad for using 10 brands in your treatment room or recommending more than one different type of um brand to a client it, people that stick to just one cultish brand um I don't think that it's necessary or that everybody's going to benefit from the same thing yeah I definitely feel you it's definitely important to have versatility with things that you offer like in your treatment room and when I first started I would say that I had more than I do now like now I have a good three lines that I like to use mainly yeah um true. but I remember hearing someone say like one is too little and five is too much or something like that. And I was like, hmm, that's a good amount. And I kind of looked at my stuff and I was like, huh, I don't really know much about this line. Like why I have it in the back? I definitely agree. It's good to have versatility though, because every line is not built for everybody. And yeah. even personally, my home care that I use is mixed with different lines and oh, different yeah. things, you know, that can go together or maybe it 
I don't even use them on the same day, et cetera. But um, everything is different and everyone's skin is different. So that's another reason why it's important to not to make this a continuing education podcast, but like, that's why it's important to do more education because then you learn about more lines, you learn about more skin types, you learn about more concerns and you're able to treat more people. So, yeah. yeah, I think that I, I mean, if I'm using like say six lines in the room there, I'm going to be like really, um, vigilant about what I like from that line specifically um I'm not gonna have like 18 cleansers in the treatment room from all different brands right. because that's just right. not necessary you just but have will I have <laughs> yeah but will I have like a like I could have like a hundred things to cocktail in the room for like masks and peels and stuff like that those right. kind of things I just love to find um different things that I love like if and there could be three hydrating treatments that I love from three different brands that I'm just like, I can't, I can't let one go. So they're just going to have to be um, tossed around here and all used. I agree. But I don't keep, way. yeah, but I don't keep brands that I like. If I just never use them or I'm like, this is all right. I just, I'm not going to have them in the treatment room. I'm only going to have things that I'm like, this is exceptional. No, for sure. There's been some things that I've even ordered and been like, eh. I could take this out of the treatment room, but I don't want to throw it away. It so again. I'm going to use it or I'm going to give it to someone like, cause it's not a bad product, but it's just like not treatment room level. Or it might sense. not hit the clientele that you're seeing. Like maybe you right, bought, exactly. maybe you bought a like transformative, like get rid of all the wrinkles in your face product, which doesn't exist. But let's say you had one and you just don't see anybody over 35. You don't need that product exactly you know, it's gonna go bad in six months to a year and you'd wasted money 100 percent. and I actually think that's a good like lead in to consider when you're leaving school we kind of talked about how nine to five is an option but when you're working for yourself and if you decide that that's your path I feel like it's really good to have a niche starting out to know okay is my target market 35 year olds is my target market mature skin? Is it hyperpigmentation? Is it acne? Is it Brazilians? Is it lashes? Because when you first get started out, you are going to need to budget and plan how the rest of your life is going to look financially. Yeah. Um, it's especially good to start planning to go solo in school so you can start saving. But um, once you leave school, ordering products for every concern and skin type is going to be quite expensive for a beginning solo esthetician. So a personal advice from someone who also went solo would definitely be to niche down, especially in the beginning. I didn't add waxing on until like two years into being an esthetician. And I only started doing facials. And that's because I was moving around and et cetera. And also just like buying a wax pot and stuff that wasn't my top priority when it came compared to the other clientele I had coming in. So it's really good to try to hone in on your niche and your plan. If you plan to go solo, instead of just buying a suite, like renting a suite and getting a bed and just hoping for the best. Yeah. And even piggybacking off of that, like the budgeting is really good. But honestly, when, when you said that about finding your niche and not like having to do everything it also made me think there are people that I see and it can easily happen and and once you give off that vibe like it, it's a turnoff to me professionally wise when I see people that 
are just doing everything because it feels more like a cash grab than you like what you're doing. Sometimes when people are just doing every single thing, it's like, but what do you actually like care about and are honing in on and really diving into educational wise and knowledge wise and not just I want to make more money so I'm going to offer every single service possible or every new thing that I see on Instagram no I completely agree it's like what do you love girl do you love like what are you passionate about are you doing what you love every day or are you doing just what you think is like fast money every you can day? do a couple things and be passionate about a couple things but to just like see that kind of person online that every time I do lashes I do new trend yeah yeah I trend comes everything yeah. and then it's those same people that the new trend comes they're doing it for three four months and then you never see them talk about it again 100 percent. I completely agree and it's just that same um, cycle no for sure every single new trend you're hopping on it that's actually a really good tip that it doesn't apply specifically to what now after school but as an esthetician, I don't know if it counts for people who are more veterans than us, but as new estheticians and then maturing estheticians, um, it's easy to get trapped in the new thing and want to just always be buying new stuff. I love buying new stuff. I have turned my buying addiction into skincare and I use having my own business as an excuse, but it's important to remember not just to always be flowing your money out the door to the newest thing that comes out do your research first find out about it etc before you just dive in head first and invest in something that is not going to pay off in the long run and that's just a yeah. general esthetician tip no matter where things, you're at there are definitely things that I've like sent in the group chat and being like oh this is cool like I want to do this and then I quickly like educate myself more on it and see like the cons to it and I'm like I just don't think that's something I'm willing to take the risk on especially if it's something like there's a difference between things that you could try out on yourself and then like services that you're not going to be able to like you're going to have to do it on clients to get more familiar with it um, 100 so you kind of have to weigh those options too yeah for sure so it's important just really just to think about all those things. Like, what are your intentions? I never did this, like getting out of school, but I'm looking, I'm in my room right now looking at a um, vision board. And that would probably be a really good idea when you're starting to end school or you just got out is creating a vision board for what you see and how you see yourself as an esthetician. Um, because it's sometimes easy to get caught up in that imposter, whatever it's called I forget but where you yeah where you're like looking all the time at other people's stuff oh I wish I could do that I wish that could you know all of those things it's easy to get caught up and trying the new trends so stick to your vision stick to your intentions and you know picture where you really want to be and that's truly where you're going to see the most success there's no shame in starting wherever you decide to start yeah. And I think the last thing we can talk about, which probably could have been the first thing we talked about, but I guess the last <laughs> topic we can hop on is the um, solo versus um, working for somebody. And the, I think we've talked about it in past episodes, like the benefits and cons to both. So if you yeah. want to go back and like get a real detail of that, but um, I'm just going to say this, um, working for somebody definitely gives you benefits in different areas. Um, 
they are you're going to see the business side of a lot of things you're going to see how things run you're going to be able to learn how to be confident with clients or like how to problem solve or how to deal with certain situations based on yeah. how the business dealt with it and stuff like that um but there is definitely ways to do that on your own as well it is a little bit harder and takes more time because you're gonna have to like go out of your way to teach yourself so there are definitely pros and cons if y'all want to go and look back at um our, our pros and cons episode. episodes yeah. about that also I know an esthetician we know an esthetician who works in regular nine to five not a skincare nine to five and then the rest of their hours they dedicate to skin so like I just said there's no shame in starting wherever you start whether that's going to work at a spa or a wax studio, whether it's going to work for yourself or whether that's keeping your nine to five that you currently have and building your business on the side. There's so many different ways and avenues to get into being an esthetician and there's truly no right or wrong way. That will always be my tip to anybody starting a business, regardless of like what it is and what it entails is to like, yeah, some people really can dive off the deep end and make it work. But I always say, have your backup plan and like work towards something bigger, but don't let your, your safety net go. 100%. I completely agree. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else specifically, but I don't really feel like there is. I feel like we covered a lot of different things to think about once you're leaving school and stuff like that. Some good ideas. So I guess just the biggest takeaways is to remember your CE hours, the continued education, um, kind of decide what your niche is, if you, how you want to work, what your work life looks like post-school and just literally just learn, learn, learn and connect and network in your industry because that is some of the best ways to grow. Any last little things that you want to say, Faith, before we sign out for this week? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. And I mean, if anybody had any questions, there is no hesitancy for you to like reach out to us personally and ask a question. Yes. Leave us a review. Ask us a question. Like, share with us how you've enjoyed this podcast because we love feedback, questions, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, reviews are really um, great to push up just our audience. So, especially Apple Podcasts, stuff like that. If you a simple review, you like this, um, it helps. Yeah, leave us that little five stars. Give us a little love, y'all. But we'll see you next week. Um, This was, again, the last episode of our Aesthetic School series. And we're excited to bring you in on the rest moving forward. Yeah, I think our next one that will be posted after this is a fun um, client horror story episode with our friend Tinks. That's a really fun one that we already recorded that's been waiting for the series to be over to post. So definitely tune in for that one. It's going to be fun funny and I had to do a lot of good editing to (laughs) get some of the raunchiness out of it so um it's definitely really funny so y'all have to listen to that one Tink is so awesome you guys so you'll be ready for next week definitely stay tuned and be on the lookout we'll see y'all next Monday see ya thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the skin talk podcast If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Skin Talk Podcast.